Yo, welcome to Floor Generals, the show where we try to get Danny Green on the show. I'm Ryan, once again, accompanied by my good friend, Austin. Man, it's been a wild uh, like playoffs, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. It's It's been so wild. Uh, uh, key takeaways, uh, I just really want to give a shout out to Chris Paul after, what, what was it, 16 seasons? 16? He, oh, damn. 16, yeah. He's made it to his first NBA Finals. About damn time. About time, man. From that, from that, uh, those days in New Orleans to the, the Laker veto trade. <laughs> he might be the uh, most unlucky player. Like, ever. He, mu- he might be. He, like, you, you look at all these 2K simulations, like, on YouTube, and, like, like his his like his career re-simulation. and you just see him winning like two three MVPs, or like two yeah. or three titles, and then in in this in this in the real world, it's like, bro. Yeah, like, honestly, if if the wind blowed like a different direction one day, Chris Call Chris Paul could have been like an MVP in like two thousand was it eleven or something. He could have won mm-hmm. championships with the Clippers and even Houston that one year. Like, damn, there's so much times where Chris Paul just got shafted by injuries and. Other teams heating up. On the unlucky, man. But like, respect to the guy. He he comes in into like the into Phoenix, just takes control. Like teaches, tutors, or like mentors the young guys, and bam, they're in the finals. I know, I know. He's he's done a really good job down there in Phoenix. But on the other side of the spectrum, we have Milwaukee, and let me just give a big props to to Atlanta. I never thought you guys would make it this far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last night, that was, last night I was just like, I was pretty confident Milwaukee was gonna win when I just saw Trey Young kind of just missing all the shots in the fourth quarter, right. and I was just like, yeah, that that's done, it's done. Yeah, it's you've you've had a good run, Atlanta, but um, at the same time, uh, I had you guys eliminated in the first round, and look where you guys are at now. <laughs> yeah, it's. They've gone past, like, the number one seed, a team that everyone thought was going to make the conference finals. And even then, they still, in some games, look competitive in this series. So, I'm definitely going to give them their props. Especially for being such a young roster, too. Yeah, they're going to be a force to... They're going to be a force in, like, you know, like, starting next... Even this year, like, they were a force. But, like, starting next year, they'll be, like, even a bigger threat. I mean, it depends on what they do with John Collins... We'll we'll see what happens, mm-hmm. but if they do the correct moves, like they could come back next year and maybe look even stronger. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try my best to not sleep on them anymore. Right. Yeah. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Uh hopefully they'll prove me wrong because I I've never been big on Atlanta, but it was fun to watch uh this young guys, especially Cam Reddish just ball out in the conference finals Amazing. that was, was fun yeah Bog, uh, Bogdanovich that was a great Huerger stepped up big time uh, Onyeko Kongu he, he played some pretty good minutes he actually got minutes uh, like what the yeah <laughs> no he got some pretty good minutes and uh, Clint Capella John Collins they did their thing Trey Young was out for some some games but the times he did play even though he did miss a few quite a bit actually it's it, it was good to see him in action. Yeah. And Lou, good to see Lou well playing like his old self at, at some points in the series. Honestly, it was just great to see everyone play. I'm just sad that mm-hmm. we didn't see much Solomon Hill, man. I, I just wanted to see a, a little bit of Solomon Hill, you know? No, I was like, what happened to Chris Dunn? That was me the whole time. Oh my time. God, Chris Dunn. I was like, what happened to Chris Dunn, yo? They just replaced this guy, Lou Will, man. This this guy was this guy was like the starting point guard in Chicago like last year, and now he's getting garbage time minutes. If so only he could shoot. If only he could shoot. Yeah, if only he could shoot. But um, big big props to Milwaukee having lost Yanis to um what hyper extension. Uh, Something it, it looked like yeah, his knee should have broken half. Yo, that was oh, that was. Uh, but uh, Bobby Portis stepped up big. Uh, Brooke Lopez had that monster game, game five, I think, or game six. Yeah. Which, game five. Uh, Chris, yeah, game five. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday did their thing. Uh, 
<laughs> like the whole the whole team. PJ Tucker hit that that late three. Oh man, that night. was that was the heart crusher <laughs> for Atlanta yeah. fans. For Atlanta fans, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, I was right. I was like, when I when I saw that three last night, I was like, yep, I got this. My predictions came right again. And yeah, but um, good job. Uh, Good job to both sides of the team, both teams. Uh, Atlanta, looking forward for years to come, and Milwaukee. Um, good luck in the NBA Finals. Um, yeah, okay, awesome. we, we can just gloss over them like that. Like Chris Milton <laughs> was having some pretty rough games earlier on, even in, even in like the Brooklyn series. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like the last few games, once Giannis goes out, and even the game before Giannis went out, <clears throat> Chris Milton was straight up their whole offense. Like he was hitting tough shots. He was playing great defense. And it was nice to see Chris Middleton not, like, kind of crumble under the light. Because he already doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does. Yeah. So to see him play well, it's actually... It's it's really nice to see Chris Middleton get the recognition he deserves. And even P.J. Yeah. Tucker. You're talking about that corner three. Man, mm-hmm. he was, like, 0 for 7 or something. He, he, was, he was terrible from three this series, to be honest. Yeah, but even this game, like, he was, like, 0 for 6 or something. And then that's yeah. the one shot he hits. It's the shot to put them up by 10. It's, like, a minute left again. Yeah. Straight, straight dagger, man. So, I got to give props to, to Milwaukee. I had them losing to Brooklyn. I had them losing to... Actually, no, I think that was it. I just... But, like, I, I, I didn't really believe in Milwaukee all that much just because they're coach and Giannis' yeah. past struggles, but... I guess when you have Milton play like the way he does, it really doesn't matter if you have Giannis or not, you know? Milton just kind of turned into a superstar in front of our eyes for those few <laughs> games, and he got them through. Uh, I'm also going to talk about Drew Holiday. I yeah. think, I, I I would say it was the best move of the 2020 offseason. Mm. The Drew Holiday move is the best move for in the entire league. I know, I know there's going to be people... Uh, who's gonna contradict me? Think, oh, the Chris Paul trade was better. The James Harden move was was pretty good for Brooklyn, but uh, for a team that couldn't get past the like the hump into the finals, uh, you had Kawhi in 2019, you had Miami in 2020, and now you get rid of Eric Bledsoe and you bring in uh, an all defensive point guard in Drew Holiday, and not that you're cruising, but like. The chemistry you can see the chemistry is there. It's working the defensive IQ, the offense. It's all working out amazingly well for the Bucks. Drew Holiday's even though they gave up a lot, if they win the if they win the chip as I predicted, Drew Holiday will be the best offseason move, uh, the entire league. Yeah, and to be able to move Bledsoe for a Holiday, it it was that was already like such a great move. But mm-hmm. in the playoffs, like you've seen the difference that Holiday you, you see the big difference. Like you don't see, you can't, you you. I don't think you would ever see Eric Bledsoe pulling up, hitting those jumpers or playing that type of defense. And you just see Holiday doing it like it's second nature to him. It's yeah, it's 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 so different and it's great. so much better. It's so much better. Mike Bud's and uh, like Coach Bud's improved too. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, like he—he's been willing to make some changes, especially with the star player out, and uh, everyone's everyone's contributed well. I also like what he's been doing with Pat Connaughton. <clears throat> like I mm-hmm. feel like every team needs a guy that, even though he's not the best, you bring him out for energy. And Pat Connaughton was that guy. He was a lot of deflections, high energy plays, rebounding, especially offensively. Like he's been, yep, he's been really good for them. And with uh, DiVincenzo out, like he's the guy that they're relying on to do all the dirty work, and he's been doing it. And also, yeah, I forgot that Divincenzo was out. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and bro, that one Drew Holiday layup, like at the at the end of the game, did you see it? Where like yeah, it was like one of the nastiest layups I've ever seen, but it was like Drew Holiday doing it, so it didn't look too crazy. But when they did the slow mo of it, it was like it was like a Kyrie esque layup. It was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 seriously hoping that my pick falls through. Because I still see you have the Suns, and I still have my Bucks right, like, right. winning the play- finals. And I'm really hoping Bucks can, can pull through. But I at the mean, same yeah. time, yeah, I want Chris Paul to win his first ring. <laughs> this is definitely a win-win. This is definitely a win-win year for NBA fans, man. Whoever wins this finals, it's, it's going to be a I don't story. think I don't think 
any like like fans that aren't like like fan bases of the Suns or Milwaukee, you know, like people who live there. Yeah. I don't think anyone else would be completely disappointed in outcome. Exactly. Yeah. I like obviously people in Arizona are going to be rooting for um, the Suns, and people in Wisconsin are going to be like, "Oh, Milwaukee all the way," but uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be mad if either side won. Are you sure, dude? You don't think Wisconsin fans are going to be rooting for Frank the Tank Kaminsky? <laughs> nah, nah, man. The nah. legend himself, dude. Wow. Nah, I, I, maybe, maybe like, maybe like you know, like a portion of like the fans in the stands. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> they, they, yeah, yeah, they have like a post, you know, like a poster of his face. Right, right. They cut out a, a yeah. flag. Yeah, a flag. It's you know, they're just waving, they're just waving you, it. Frank. I love you, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> that that could happen. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about the Clippers though, like the Clippers Suns. I was, think. I th- I don't think it was that disappointing to be honest. For which team, the Clippers? The Clippers. Definitely not, yeah. I wouldn't say that. Uh they they made it to their first uh NBA conference finals. Uh sure there were some moments that were if like the missed free throws of Paul George. But from time to time that does happen. And I don't know, uh, Paul George really stepped it up especially with uh Leonard out. Yeah. Uh and then you have Marcus Morris hitting his threes. Uh, Luke Kennard getting his playing time and hitting threes. Boogie Cousins came out and actually played some significant, like, he did He did some real stuff. Like, like he contributed, contributed. Um, <laughs> like, just a lot of good play from everyone, to be honest. Uh, Terrence Mann did well. You're sleeping on the, you're sleeping on the second best player, dude. What's going on? No Reggie Jackson mention? Oh my gosh, I forgot. Reggie Jackson, uh, was, Reggie Jackson played like an all-star. He series. was carrying them for some stretches, especially when Paul George wasn't getting the ball as much or when he was on the bench. Reggie Jackson would just stabilize the offense, hit a lot of threes. Like I don't know what was happening. Like He looked like Steph Curry out there. It was it was kind of crazy how he was just... Every catch-and-shoot three he would hit, he would drive, be aggressive. And once he left Detroit, I didn't know that if he could get that same confidence back. Like... Mm-hmm. He always talked about wanting to be a starting point guard, even back in OKC, and then he kind of fell off and became in Detroit. a bench point guard kind of guy. And all of a but sudden, he's just playoffs. Like, he really showed it. He like left the ego behind, and he just wants to win. And you saw it in his face; like he was crying after the game. Yeah, like so, in the in the in the interview too. I'm proud of Reggie Jackson for having such a big career resurgence. It's nice to see that. I think it's the goggles. I I genuinely believe it's the goggles. It's the goggles. It's the goggles. It's the power of the goggles. What happened to Covington yeah. then? <laughs> uh, that that's a different story. But like, if you give if Reggie Jackson puts on those goggles, then he becomes like, I don't know, the next Kareem. Next Kareem. <laughs> you know, he can shoot and stuff and dribble. <laughs> Kareem could shoot and dribble. What? Kareem could shoot in Germany. No, no, no. I'm talking about Jackson, Reggie. Okay, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, 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 no. I'm not. I know. But uh, I think the Clippers, Clipper fans, shouldn't be disappointed. Obviously, the season was cut short, but uh, they should be proud of how long, how like how much the Clippers came. Uh, I think there's one moment that pissed me off was the end up game six. Patrick Beverly just went up to Chris Paul and just like shoved him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that got me a little mad. <laughs> Dude, um, I mean, it wasn't even just that, man. Like, the whole series, the Clippers have been playing so rough. There was already one time where Beverly like kind of broke Devin Booker's nose. Yeah. Even worse was I think it was Game Five. No, I think it was Game Six. Paul George had had the ball in the post because he faced up Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And usually players do that, like, this big swipe with their elbows up to, like, get to the other side. Yep. Paul George recognized it was Devin Booker. He looked at Devin Booker and swiped straight into his nose. And I was, I thought that was the most, like, disrespectful thing you could do, man. That that was, like, such a low blow. I was like, I did not know Paul George was that dirty, man. Straight intentionally well, you, you injuring. Know, you, you know, when people want to win, they do some, do some nasty stuff at times. 
Yeah, I, I guess that's why people didn't really give the Clippers too much credit because they just kind of went out there to injure players, especially Pat Beverly. Like, he is the... Yo, Pat Bev was, like, a dog, you know? Like, he was just trying to bite at everyone. Dude, people say he's, like, a menace to society. Like, he's not, man. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a shitty fucking person, dude. Like, this not person, but like, a shitty fucking, like, competitor. Like, he, he's, he goes too far. A bit too far. Yeah, yeah, my dad doesn't really like Beverly. <laughs> so he was... Every time he saw Beverly, like, on the court, just, like, hassling players, he would get mad. Right, right. My dad would do that with Marcus Morris, too. Oh, yeah, and in the in in Lakers series, my dad got mad at Marquise Morris. <laughs> All the time. Honestly, my dad just has, like, the biggest hatred for Draymond. Every time you see Draymond, he's like, oh, my God, this is the guy that kicks the dude's nuts. <laughs> no, my, my dad's fine with Draymond. My dad is fine with Draymond. Damn, I think it's Pat Bev... Uh, Marquise Morris, and uh, what was it? Harden. I, I, my dad doesn't like Harden that much. Sounds about right. Sounds about and Trey right. and Trey Young and Trey Young. He says Trey Young's uh, chucking up shots half the time, <laughs> and they're not going in. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. Maybe I should show my dad. My dad likes Trey Young, I think, though. Okay, well, my dad likes Draymond, though. He he says Draymond's a funny guy. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I mean, when you score points, I think my my dad will like the people that score points. That's all. Mm-hmm. But like you got guys like Patrick Beverly, who's like just like he, he like hyping up the crowd while like sitting at two points, like yeah, like one for one for eight from the field. Like I don't, just, I don't think that. Just like do body do yeah, just body checks. <laughs> yeah, like still not a fan of Beverly, but like the Clippers in like overall they fought and. They may have lost, but I don't think it's over. I think Kawhi. Uh, there's there's been rumors of him wanting to leave LA, but I nah, think no way. I think nah, I think I think he's staying. I think he's staying. Maybe I mean, like a two year two year extension, one year extension. We look, as Raptors fans, we said he was staying, and look what happened. I nah, think, I, I think we should be Raptors, <laughs> nah, he, he signs. He, he comes back to Toronto. Oh, I'm down for that, dude. Maybe he's not. I'm so I'm so down for that though. I was watching. I was a Clique Productions. Shout out to Clique. But I think, uh, I think in in the Clippers Clippers rebuild video, Toronto uh, Kawhi left. Kawhi left for Toronto. After no shit in, in the video, and then uh, apparently the Clippers won, like uh, in like later on in the video too. So. <laughs> It's a good story. I like I like that timeline, man. Not gonna lie. I do too. I do too. Like, imagine though if if they do if he comes back to Toronto, we're throwing a parade. <laughs> just just for just for his return. Yeah, like in downtown, same thing. <laughs> that'd be that'd be that'd be sick. Except there'd be no 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 Grisaldo, no Mark. Mm, yeah, like sure. the party, the party dude, the party. There guy. really is no party then. It's, it's, it's not. It's just, not a party without Mark. Yeah, there really is no parade then. That's. I guess that's true. <laughs> How about we talk about so, the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, yeah. I got a little them. off topic there. Got a little off topic there, but <laughs> Phoenix, man. Uh, Chris Paul sat out the first two games. Was it? Was it two games? And, wow. The first two games, I believe, because he came back game three, but they still lost. But anyways, uh, Chris Paul sat out the first two games, and I was like, yo, uh, uh, Ellie's, got a, Ellie's got a chance to actually make it to the finals. Like, I was, I was kind of nervous at that point because my predictions might be wrong. But then um, Devin Booker showed up game one, uh, the DeAndre Ayton dunk game two, and uh, they were up 2-0 at that point. And I was like, "Damn, that's um, if you if you threw this team into like no if this if this was the team that wasn't in the um, playoffs last year." Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> like this team was is very similar to like last year's Phoenix team. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, last year's Phoenix team almost made it to the playoffs like the playing games they went 8-0 in the bubble I think they couldn't do anything more honestly yeah 
but I was at the same time when I was when I saw that I was like, but would would there have been a chance for that team to make it to the final, like the conference finals, yeah, as they are now? Oh yeah, I mean like, like they couldn't like they literally did all they had to do to make the playoffs. They went eight and zero. They played good basketball and they just got screwed by the format. I think they probably <laughs> could have made a run last year. It's the same team, so. Well, I guess the addition of Chris Paul was like the biggest factor in deciding easily like in making them a, a second seed team i i remember when the trade went down i was like oh they're gonna make the playoffs but they're not gonna be like a top four seed and that's how low i was on phoenix that at the start of the season and yeah. now and now here i am just think, thinking they're gonna make it to the final like my predictions are then making the finals that i was like okay crazy thing. Yeah, Phoenix coming into this year, I looked at their team and I, I I was always high on Chris Paul. Like I knew Chris Paul is like the ultimate ceiling raiser plus a floor <laughs> raiser. I knew Devin Booker had a good chance to be like a number one option on a good team. But I was just so like down on Aiton and and like yeah just Aiden because I remember <laughs> watching I watched a lot of Phoenix Suns Last year, and Aiden was like the most passive player I've ever seen. He didn't want to shoot. He always looked to pass, and even when he got the ball, he just didn't know what to do. So I was like, if this is the guy that's gonna be their starting center, there's no way they're going anywhere because you know the center is one of the most important positions. Mm-hmm. But once Chris Paul got there and they started winning games, you could tell like Aiden's like mindset changed. Like everything about him was just so much different. He was so aggressive. He would set hard picks. He would roll really hard. He would try to catch every lob. And I think just Chris Paul changing the mindsets of the team. It just made them more dangerous, more deadlier. Yeah, like Jay Carter. Or Jay Carter is obviously like I, lo- I love Jay Carter. You know, he's like the ultimate three and D wing. Michael Bridges yeah. really stepped up. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson campaign. Right, campaign. Cam Cameron Payne when Chris Paul was out. This guy was playing for like what is it, Shanghai Sharks? Like, yeah, he was playing, he was playing really? in China a few years ago, and now look at he is. He was like the starting point guard for two games in the NBA Conference Finals. That's, that's, that's is, a true story. That that's that's respect, man. That this is so much respect. Yeah, as a whole, the whole I feel like the whole team just matured. Like that that's Chris Paul does not get enough credit. He might be the best leader ever. Cause you're uh, he, I mean he came some, in... sometimes he's not like I don't know, sports sportsmanship wise, I don't think he's always a hundred percent like top tier, but like leadership wise, I think he's he he's good at raising ceilings for everyone. Well, if you're on his team, yeah, he's kind of like Jimmy in a way, but I think Chris Paul's more of like a more of a mentor. Like to these young guys that have a lot of talent, Chris Paul's perfect because these young guys they just need someone to push them. You know, that's that's pretty much all they need. They, yeah. they need someone to tell yeah. them that you can do this, so why don't you do it? And Aiden has said it, Bridges has probably said it, Cam Johnson's probably said it. Like Chris Paul's such a good leader, and mm-hmm. he's he just elevates their game. He like unlocks potential. And uh, that's for the young guys, too. Remember, the uh, the Houston situation didn't work out so well because Harden didn't want to listen to Chris Paul. Yeah, he thought he was, you know, I'm he, a superstar. This yeah. <laughs> so, which, I guess, uh, like, guys like Chris Paul, you got to put them on a young team in order to make make it deep. Make it just, deep. just with guys that are, are willing to learn, like, willing to... Guys who are willing to sacrifice. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, Aiden has probably made the ultimate sacrifice like for a few years. I've been saying this like he's the number one pick, and he's content with being like the third option. Like he's totally fine with that, and I think that's like such a that's like such a big sacrifice. Not a lot of guys are probably gonna be willing to do. Like, you get drafted first overall, like you probably don't want to be like a third option, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to be the first option or something. So I gotta give props to Aiden for just being able to put his pride aside and. Be there for the team. I have a bold, I have a bold statement, like controversial statement here. Okay, okay, let's see it. All right, I'm gonna say, if Phoenix had taken Luka Doncic with the first pick, they would not be in a position position they are today. Oh yeah, that's not that's not too out of a take. I, I would. Agree I, with that. I I I think a lot of people would take take it as controversial just because of how well Luka plays. Yeah. But, uh, Luka. Obviously, is the score first mentality guy. Like he has to be, he has to be the number one option on 
on like any on a given team, right? Mm-hmm. But Luca has missed. <laughs> he has missed a lot of shots. Uh, in like in some games, uh, obviously, uh, him playing alongside KP, it doesn't look. It's not looking too well right now either. Because uh, KP seemingly wants out now. Uh, I'm just saying that I think if if obviously if Luca and Phoenix and Devin Booker were to play together, they would probably be a playoff team in Luca's second year, but they would still be in that in that me- mediocrity like, position, like make it past the first round or or just like stuck in the first round kind of position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there'd be yeah. a lot of clashing of who gets the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you have Aiton who who's willing to to give up his like his own personal stats just for winning. And you add a Chris Paul. That make that's what makes them so dangerous. That's what makes them such and a a title a title contender. Yeah, James Jones like somehow has put like the perfect pieces on a team. Like you can't have like a better looking team than Phoenix where you have like a veteran playmaker, you have a scoring guard, you have three and D wings, and then you have like a center that just does his job. Like James Jones has put together a team and Monty Williams has coached this team and the players have done their job and they they, they almost look like a perfect modern basketball team. That is that is very true. That is <laughs> I think this not this is the perfect formula. Obviously, every team is constructed differently because right. of like personnel and stuff. But this would be like if I was a teacher giving out like grades for like roster construction, this would get an A plus. Yeah, yeah like this would like, get an A plus. Yeah, like rebuilding teams are probably looking at the Suns and thinking this is what we're probably aiming for. You know, and to think they—it's not that they messed up or anything, but like. They've had like misses the last few years, like Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. Uh, that Dragon was a, that was yeah exactly. Those those were tough misses, but I it, it's nice to see them recover. Like and usually you want your lottery picks being the ones helping carry the team to like these deep deep playoff runs. Right. But here they are now, like having traded what was it uh, Josh Jackson for a second round pick? Mm-hmm. Uh, they traded T.J. Warren for like a second round pick. That, okay, that was a terrible trade, though. Like, let's not say that TJ weren't trade. That that was a really bad trade. Like they traded. Yeah, that was. Well, really, but, but look look at where they are now. That's that's all I'm trying to point out. I mean, could they have kept TJ Warren on the team though? Like, they probably. Could. I have no idea what happened to that situation. To be honest, I was just glad he went to Indiana. Oh yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I was just glad sense. he went to Indiana. But yeah. at the same time, Phoenix, it's, uh, how much they've lost and how much they're gaining now, it's. If they win, if they win this this finals, it's one hell of a run. It's one hell like so much seasons in like in the limbo zone, and now they're now they're here. Yeah, like there's there's no more meat here. Like they 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 went from like usually teams go from really bad to like making the playoffs, and then then they make like a jump into the middle of the pack. The Suns went from garbage to like top seed. Like. It, that, that to, 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 to contenders, yeah, like <laughs> championship contenders, dude. Like that's insane. They went from like the 14th seed to the second seed. That's that's a wild off season, pretty much. It's crazy to think that this was the role that LeBron was trying to fill in 2019. I mean, do do you understand what I'm trying to say? No, I, I understand. In 2019, he went to the Lakers. And they were, uh, what was it, the 14th in the West, 13th in the West? Oh, they were pretty bad, yeah. They were pretty bad. And then the moment he arrived, a lot of people were like, ah, oh, they're a playoff team, probably like a fifth seed or a sixth seed. Oh, yeah. But then they didn't make the playoffs at all, which was mind-blowing to, like, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And here you have Chris Paul, who stepped into the exact same position. And then... Well, not the exact same. I can't say exact same, but like a similar situation. And he makes the. He not only does he make the playoffs, he makes the finals, which is just so mind blowing. This goes to show how important Chris Paul's impact is. Like, that's why. That's why he probably is the third best point guard of all time. Like, probably solidified it by now. 
mm-hmm. in front of John oh. Stockton, whoever you put behind him, it's it's sort of like Magic Curry, Magic then, Curry, and then Chris Paul. Yeah, I don't see how this is too controversial. He's one of the best leaders in the league. Uh, yeah. One of the best point guards ever, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when he needs to step up, he steps up. Like usually his playoff numbers, people say it's bad, but no, it's like either he's performing like he was in the regular season or he outperforms. Like everything's mm-hmm. there for Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul to me is like a top five all time point guard. Okay. Top, top five. five. Top top five seems seems reasonable because I I have to put Magic Johnson up there, yeah. followed by Steph Curry, and then the like the last three are kind of like you can change however you want it to be. But I would put like Allen Iverson, uh, Chris Paul, and probably John Stockton or Jason Kidd. Okay. I just. Uh, for me, like I like the top three is locked. Like Chris Paul's like a lock. Okay. He's just been that good. But that that's that's, that's a conversation for another day, obviously. That's another that's another conversation. Yeah. Alright, so like but overall I think congrats to Phoenix and Milwaukee, GG to Atlanta and the Clippers. Yeah. So good 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 fights put up by both yeah. of those teams. Good, very hell of a fight. It was. It's been such a fun playoffs to watch. Yes, yes. Other than injuries, it's been. Yeah, <laughs> this this season's been crazy with injuries. Yes, I cannot. So it's not even like just like people say, blame it on the bubble and the short season. Like some of this is just like unlucky, dude. Like you know, like stepping no, no, on the no, foot. Yeah, it just it just sucks. Like it's so it's so unlucky, man. But it is what it is. Bro, just think about it. Like if you tell a normal person, like. You tell these fans who say that, like, oh, it's the bubble or whatever. Tell them to play 72, 72 games along with COVID protocol. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, see what injuries they sustain or, or like these these guys are built different, and when they get injured, it's because of major like it's it's, it's a major injury, and you can't blame them. Their body just wears and tears. They can't help it. Yeah, exactly. So but... I can I. Yeah, yeah. We should uh move on to the finals. Yeah, so I still see you have you have Milwaukee. No, you have Phoenix in in seven. I still have Milwaukee in six. I guess it's it's still close. I guess. I mean, I have the I have the Suns winning, but I don't know, man. I just I always I'm down on Milwaukee for some reason. Like I'm not down, but like I always think that's gonna be close when it's a Milwaukee series, just because the Milwaukee is such a volatile team. You know, like if Milton doesn't play good, if Holiday doesn't play good, it's it's unsure how how the Bucks are are gonna look. You know, but when when everyone's on, it, it looks great. But when some guys are off, it gets a bit iffy. With the Suns, I just think actually no, the Suns, I think it's the same thing. Where like if Booker or Paul doesn't play well, if it's Booker, be, yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough series, a tough game for them. But I. I don't know why I said that. I, that's kind of obvious for every team. I just feel like this; these two teams are much more like closely matched up than people think. Just yeah, the formula yeah, of each they, team. Yeah, I can. I, I I see why you say that. But I think because you have like the Drew Holiday and the CP threes, and that's like that's together. Then you have the the Devin Booker and uh, Dante. No, and uh, Chris Middleton. And that's like there. You have your Brooke Lopez and your Andrew Ayton again. And then the deciding factor to me is pretty much Giannis, but he's he's currently not not playing. He's out. So this this matchup seems much more much more close than it should be, to be honest. Did you, did you just like skill check the Suns? What, what was that? Did you just no 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 no. No, I'm not doing that 2K thing, you know, like... Uh, this guy's better than this guy, so it must mean that this team's better. Nah, 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 that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, I think Milwaukee, to me, stands the better chance because of... Once again, I'm going to say defense. I'm going to say it again, defense. Uh, and, uh, like, overall, like, third production by, like, Chris Middleton, like, how he's been playing. Drew Holiday's been been amazing bobby Porter stepped up uh pj tucker has always been his defensive self i'm just i, I that's what i think okay i'm just inter- interested to see how drew holiday like every every time it's a drew holiday series i'm interested to see how the other 
guards do against him. Like I, because Patrick Beverly, he actually put Devin Booker into some tough spots in the Clippers mm-hmm. series, especially like in the in the later games. Yeah, I wonder how Drew Holiday is gonna look. Because I mean, are they gonna decide to double Devin Booker like a bunch of other teams did? Are they gonna just try to play man to man against Booker? Like, are they gonna try to force like Bridges to to beat them? I, I it's it's a lot of things that the Clippers did that Milwaukee can probably replicate and maybe even do better. Like, Batum is a bit slow. Like, I, the Bucks have a lot more length. They have a lot more speed on them. And mm-hmm. when you have Middleton and Holiday, like, bum-rushing the guards instead of, like, Beverly and Marcus Morris, it could pose a, a lot of a bigger threat. Yep. Yep, that's agreed. <laughs> I just had a funny thought. Uh, what was it? A few seasons ago, Eric Bledsoe tweeted, "I don't want to be here," and he was on the Suns. Oh man! And they, and they traded him to Milwaukee, and now Milwaukee's traded him for Drew Holiday. And imagine what Bledsoe's thinking right now. Oh my God, that's imagine what he's thinking right now. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have tweeted that, man. Literally, like you just had to shut up, dude. I was like, that thought. It, it it is what it is. He's literally watching like two of his exes get into a relationship. <laughs> that I fucking did. He was like, oh. probably playing like Marvin's room right now. It's just. I literally were on yeah. both of these teams, and they just did better like, without me. It's like see, just seeing a, a better relationship form. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's that's really what it is. Basically. It's tough. It's a tough blow, tough blow for blood. So, and and you have and then you have Tory Craig, who's played on both teams. Yeah, Tory Craig is <laughs> Tory Craig. Yeah. So, if, kind of, if both te- if either team wins, doesn't he win a ring? It depends on if <laughs> if Milwaukee gives it to them. I mean, like if if Milwaukee, uh, I think I think Milwaukee would do it. I think Milwaukee would do you it. Think so? I mean, the Raptors. We all we all thought like, oh my god, they're they're such a good organization. And then they said no to Valanciunas. They said no to DeLon Wright. They said no to CJ Miles in 2019 when they traded them. Uh, so I don't know, man. Like, Milwaukee could just play cold heart, just not give it to him, but it might just be a win-win for Tariq Craig. I mean, didn't Dion Waiters get his ring? Like, what wasn't last year, wasn't Dion Waiters supposed to get his ring regardless of whether or not? I always uh, thought it was... Uh, it was regardless. Like I was thought, if you were on the team, you would get the ring. But twenty nineteen, the Raptors should give it. Team so. decision, right? Yeah, it's team a decision. team decision. That's it's kind of messed up. I I think it should be like whoever's helped contribute you to like where you are today. Yeah, like, I I've always thought that should. It's like you were part of the journey, you know. Either if you're in the finals or you, you help you help with those three wins at the start of the season, you should. Yeah, definitely deserve. You definitely deserve a ring. Those that. three wins could have changed everything, dude. If those were three yeah. losses, maybe you got the fourth seed instead of the third seed. Like everything could have changed. Exactly. That, that that's how that's how I see it. Yeah, and that's why I, yeah. I thought the Valchus one was so bad. Like he played like forty games. Like he played half of the season, and he got traded. And they were like, you know what? And, and you're not getting a ring. You're not getting a ring. It's like wow, <laughs> man. That's so messed up. You know, man, I mean, that makes me mad. That really makes me mad. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not like, always. It's not like a, an official ring. It would be more like a, like an honorary ring. You know, yeah, like you helped us. Yeah. But like, you see it in baseball a lot, though. Like, like players who get traded halfway the season, they still get the ring regardless. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be mad. Like, I don't think there's just, any losses to not giving it to him. Did he just not have yeah, enough diamonds or maybe, something? Maybe, like, maybe just spend a little less diamonds. I don't know. I know, like you guys put, they put like, I, I, they put the most diamonds on that. Bro, room. they put on like twenty four, like like twenty four karat diamonds or something. Yeah, and it was like the <laughs> fattest ring in NBA history too. It was gigantic. Yo, they're fat. These, these rings are, like, and like, then they, they even do like some inner like like writing or like they they put some initial or something or like some some thing inside. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I put the, the, the number. Oh my! Wait, in the banner, did they have Valanciunas' name on the banner, or bro, was it just I, the playoff guys? Bro, I don't know, man. I I really don't know. It's just I'm just not happy that they didn't put, they didn't give them. 
give a ring to them. Yeah, but at the time I was like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. But then I was like, Valentino's probably doesn't care at all. <laughs> you know, Valentino's <laughs> probably does not give a single. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't. He just doesn't care. He's like, I'm dropping 2020 in Memphis. It's cool with me, man. Nah, JV's like, no, 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 don't worry. In 2022, that's my year. Yeah, it's, 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 it's my year in 2022. Watch me Memphis, Toronto finals. Memphis sweeps Memphis, them. Tor- Memphis sweeps Toronto. Straight murder them. It'd be crazy. Jonas <laughs> Valanciunas drops 30 and 20 on Evan Mobley. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wouldn't that be a story, dude? That would be such a huge story. Imagine us in, like, 2022, like, Replaying this clip, like, guys, we called it. <laughs> guys, we called this back in 2021. 2021. We are, like, I obviously, you already have, like, you had me who predicted almost the entire playoff, like, the matchups. This one, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost look perfect. Like, bro, I, I think I only lost out on three of them. Three yeah, of them. I, uh, the Knicks, Knicks and Hawks, I lost out on that one. 76ers and Hawks. I lost out on 76ers and no, four of them. Port. I also lost out on Portland and Denver and Utah and the Clippers. But to be fair, no one saw the Utah Clippers coming. Uh, I mean, I, I, I thought they were a good team. I don't know what I had it, but I don't, I don't think I had it like a sweep. No, I had I had it in in seven. I had it in seven. I think six or seven actually. Oh wait, what are, you, what are you trying to say? Like it was. Well, I always thought Utah would come out on top. I always thought Utah oh. would come out on top, even though it was close. I always thought like Utah's Utah's got the season. It's gonna be tough, but it's it it they got the series already. That's what I thought. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So I lost out on four, but like I think I got the big like the main matchups, like the finals matchup. I got that one already. Yeah, that's a uh, it's pretty impressive, you know. Pretty pretty good predictions. Sticking with yeah. your your bucks, yeah, sticking with the bucks. I've been a bucks uh, bucks supporter for like for the finals, like the winner of the finals the entire season. I'm not going to stop now. Facts, facts. That's that's that's, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, I just hate as a as a Philly fan just just knowing that your team is going to crumble when it comes to playoff times. Like it, it oh. hurt me to put Philly in seven. Cause like even I knew deep down like this could be like Hawks and five like it's... bro I put what was that? I put Philly in five that's how that's how low I was on and I was like Atlanta. damn dude, this guy doesn't know how Philly really plays right <laughs> like it's it's basically obviously, like... obviously I don't it's it's fine dude. it's fine next year Ben Simmons yeah. is gonna shoot the ball new new Wilson <laughs> ball so you know new I I just want to quickly talk about it I, this episode's almost done but I just want to quickly talk. What do you think of the trade packages that are coming in for Ben Simmons? Uh, the, I saw the Brogdon and... The Brogdon trade. I thought that was reasonable. I thought it was reasonable if Philadelphia was looking for a win-now kind of move because Brogdon's kind of old. But at the same time, the offseason just started. That's one thing. And that's mm-hmm. also like, for, if that was true, that's like if that's the first offer you get, there's, there's probably like so much more offers you could probably wait for. Like They, they might even like be like, I'm thinking of a Kemba Walker thing. What do you mean? You want Kemba like, for Simmons? I'm thinking like Kemba to Philly would make sense. Are you on crack, dude? No, no, I think it would make sense. No, we would not. Uh, uh, oh, we'll Philly's, Philly's not taking Kemba for Ben Simmons. No matter what happens. Like, uh, Philadelphia's like... looking for a star. Like a star, star. Like someone that can be a second guy to Embiid. Tobias Harris. <laughs> Tobias. No. Well, I'm saying like... <laughs> nah, nah. Danny Green. What, is, what am I talking oh. about? Danny Green. I mean, he's he's probably going to like a different team. Most Toronto. Likely, though. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> back, to, back to Toronto. Hopefully. But if Brogdon is the first offer you're getting, you can probably wait and there's better offers out there. That's what I'm thinking. That Philadelphia is okay. doing. Like, I don't think you pull the trigger on Brogdon in the first right away. I think you wait and see what else you get. If you can get Brogdon and like, I don't know, Turner, I guess, like, just this more, or maybe... How would that even work? You have Embiid and Turner at the same time? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work either, but... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you could probably get more for for Simmons. If anything, it would be Sabonis. You would try and get Sabonis, right? Sabonis can play Honestly, if I'm Philly, I'm not trying to get any of those guys, because we've seen Horford and Embiid. That, after that year, like, Philadelphia knew not to bring in another big beside Embiid. I guess so, yeah. 
I guess. So you're trying to bring in the guard. That's that. I think that's the main thing. Then. Yeah, like you, you have Tobias Harris. You have Matisse here developing. Just bring in an all-star guard. Like not even Bradley Beal. Like I remember they were talking about like Bradley Beal could be an option, but it makes sense to look past Bradley Beal. Like even though Simmons' stock isn't that high, like you still try to have to trade for almost a borderline superstar player. You know, at this point. Westbrook to Philly. <laughs> no, please no, please no. no the shooting gets worse. Oh my god, that'd be so sad. Like the you would think, gets... you would think that Westbrook would would be different, dude. It'd be like, man, I wish we had Ben Simmons. Like at least Simmons knew that he couldn't shoot. Westbrook shoots <laughs> and he he thinks he can shoot. It's it's gonna be so tough. It'd be so that, funny. I, I would still rather have Westbrook than Simmons on Philadelphia, if I'm being realistic. Because well, Westbrook brings in Westbrook brings in that intensity, and I I, I just, but for me if it were Westbrook and Simmons it would have it would, no draft picks involved it would just have to be a swap. Mm. I think I think I think Washington has to throw in some stuff. That Westbrook contract is you think so? And he's old. Yeah. You think so? Washington would have to throw in picks though. I don't think Westbrook, Washington should throw in picks if that were the case. They would have to throw in like a player or two. I mean, do you do you forget that Ben Simmons is like twenty three and he's like an all star? But you said, you said develop him. That that's literally all it is. Like you just have to develop Ben Simmons. That's people act like Ben Simmons is a bum for life. You just literally have to be like Ben Simmons. Get in the gym and shoot the ball, man. That's all you have to tell him. Bro, and, I don't know. I don't know. I've I've tried. I, I've I don't think it's that easy. I, I don't think it's that easy. What, wait, what do you mean, like for Washington? Like you don't want to give no, 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 for 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 developing like development. I don't think it's that easy. Yeah, I mean, talking about it's... development, I just want to talk about how Embiid, like he 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 was also in the league, and he wasn't someone that would push himself that hard. And the fact that he somehow has become so much more like, uh, like more of a leader and pushing himself mm-hmm. with Simmons on the team. Like, imagine if he had someone like Butler again. Who like would push everybody? Like oh. imagine how disgusting and B would be. Like he would just hunt every single shot. He wouldn't even look to pass. If I'm not mistaken, though, Butler didn't want to stay in Philly because of Simmons. No, it was because of Brett Brown. He's even talked about it on like a podcast, like Ginger Rick's podcast. Like it oh, was the pretty much Brett Brown. Like Brett Brown would he would just not drop the correct plays. He he wouldn't adjust, and he wouldn't listen to the players. It's a lot of Brett Brown drama. Simmons was a part of the problem, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. but they were still like they they lost Game Seven against the champions that year. Like they could have came back. But it was so year. close. It was so close. Yeah, it was. It was really close. So so close. But uh, Jimmy just left. Jimmy like, just left after after that season, which I think is, I think it's because of Ben Simmons. That's just me. Why do you think it's Ben Simmons? I don't know Ben Simmons. I've heard like that he doesn't have that like that that what was it that work ethic to like yeah. improve his game. Yeah, and obviously you've seen Jimmy in with that in Minnesota. He doesn't like that, and Jimmy wants to go somewhere where the guys are like hardworking. The guys just uh just care about winning, and that's why he chose Miami because he had Bam over there. He had I mean uh, he wanted Goran to leave. He wants to leave because he wants to be like a number one guy on a team, and that team has Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is like the epitome of not working. Like this guy is well. The, that was the before. That was before. Okay, to be fair, that was before Tyler Hero, like embraced the celebrity life. I guess, but I mean, if you think it's just Simmons, like look at the guys around Butler on the team. Like I don't think one player would drive someone away from a whole team. Like it happens, but like with Philly, like he he loves Embiid. Like people, there's ever thought there there was drama with Embiid. And no, Jimmy? no, Embiid and Jimmy were like buddies. Yeah, like he loved the guys on the team. Like he probably still talks to the guys on the team and stuff. But even Simmons, like he still tried to push Simmons and stuff. But I think like he saw the team and it was like if Red Brown's the coach and they're not willing to budge from that, then I'm out. Because I mean, there did. was so much beef, like not just between Butler and and Brett Brown. It was the whole team and Brett Brown. That's very tough. Like, but it was just a better, and even that, it was just a better opportunity in Miami. Like, he was gonna be the number one guy, paid hella money, he playing in Miami. Like, it was just a perfect situation. <laughs> like, anyone would leave Philadelphia for that. I guess, yeah, I guess so. 
Don't try to slander Ben Simmons, Ryan. Don't do it again. <laughs> I'm not too big on Ben Simmons. That's all. I know he's a, I know he's a guy. I'm just not too big on him right uh, now. Everyone, everyone's down on him, dude. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I see why. I, I'm just I'm just always support and supporting of Danny. I don't care if he missed that shot in the finals last year. Hey, that Danny wasn't his is, fault. That wasn't his fault. Someone was in his eyes. Yeah, like it was pretty messed up, man. Why are people blaming him? No, but to be fair, I don't think you can hate on Danny King, no matter how bad he plays at times. I mean, you would think, man. Philly fans were. I know the Philly fans are kind of toxic at times, but you've got they've got they've they've got a they've, they've, uh, they've got a superstar in Embiid. They got um, they they were a first seed this year. Let's see what things can unravel. <laughs> it all depends on Ben Simmons' offseason, though. Like that's just a fact. If yeah, Benson I think comes in next season doing the same thing, then he's out. Yeah, their season, their offseason revolves around that. All right, Milwaukee in six. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, dude. We'll see. Regardless, it's a good series. So it's a good series. It's gonna be a hell of a series. Why should Yo, we, like we, a sweep? Should, we should do like a Discord thing, like do Discord, what? like a finals watch party, or like. An actual watch party. Have you talked? You talked about this for the past like. Three we episodes. did. We did. Yeah, but like it's like the finals. I think we should really do it at least once. Like a like a, what do you mean by that? Like a live. Like a live stream or like, like you you invite a few people to your to your place. <laughs> Not to my place. My place is like one one foot square by one foot square. Like bro, that's like my place too. I can't. I can't have people here. <laughs> I can't even like lay down in my room, dude. It's like no room. <laughs> Oh, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. Something, yeah. We'll figure something out. All right, that's it for this episode. Take care. There you go. There's a take care. <laughs>